0: Welcome to the last Boy Scouts podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Tyler Clark.
1: And I'm Danny O'Connor.
0: Cool. I'm really excited for today's episode, our premiere episode. Yeah,
1: it's been a lot of uh, build up to it. We're uh, excited just to get going and the trailer, man, been awesome.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really been a long time coming. I'm really excited to start this project with you, Danny. I think we've got a lot to offer men as well as the next generation of men in our podcast. And hopefully we... We can condense some of the things that we've learned as human beings, as men, uh, and and share it with those who who may be looking for a little bit of assistance.
1: Yeah, that's the goal. That's the that is the idea behind the podcast and behind our own journeys, meeting and helping others. Is doing the the, the work. Doing the work. Doing the work. It yeah. needs to be done. It does. Whether
0: you like it or not, it's not always pretty, uh, but it's honest and it's it's fulfilling.
1: And that's what we're hoping for. Yeah. So we start the podcast and you tell me about this story and it's interesting how we, the Lost Boy Scout is actually, <laughs> starts with a Lost Boy Scout, Yeah, right? so
0: today we're going to talk a lot about Lost and I thought what better way to start the show than with a story about a Boy Scout who gets lost. Um, Cody Clawson is 13 years old, this is an article I picked up in the Washington Post from a few years back, I think it's about 13 years ago, Cody Clausen's with his troop of scouts just outside of Yellowstone Park, uh, and he gets separated from his, his his troop. Getting those badges. Getting those <laughs> badges. It's funny. Uh, and so, you know, they start a search party, and he is, is lost, and he hears the sound of a helicopter, you know, in the background, and he's like, I know what to do. I'm going to get my belt buckle out, and I'm going <laughs> to signal this helicopter. And lo and behold... Guess who, who rescues him? Who is it? Han Solo. Oh man, Han Solo himself. Himself, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. You man. know, Harrison Ford picks him up, and he goes, "I bet you earned a merit badge for this." <laughs> bet you did. Yeah. You know what? Cody responded, "I earned this merit badge last year." <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. smoke signals merit badge, maybe I don't know. I maybe mean, yeah. it's time for a, how to lost man.
1: <laughs> the Boy Scouts are they, they the, that that's the quality that's the hope is that you can use. Those skills you learn, right? So, in uh, I worked in Cedar City and Harrison Ford, we had a picture of him on the wall. Um, because he would come in and he would get his pilot weather briefing from us, is what we would do. We'd give him an in person briefing of the weather along his path, but we always had a running joke because he's known to um have some mishaps with his airplane. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah, Han Solo, we'd always tease about that. Oh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, so, um, the, 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 the idea of being lost or the feeling of being lost is, is simple in the form of poor Cody Clausen lost and helping himself. And then there's those emotions that come with him and actually being lost and having those areas in your life that you feel lost. And and it can be a bunch of things, right? And when, you are lost. Have you ever been actually lost? Have you actually ever been lost? Not like lost in your world or your emotions, but actually
0: lost, physically lost. Physically yeah. lost. On my on my church mission, my LDS church mission, I served in Montana, and we were out hiking on a on a on an off day, and just outside of Lolo Hot Springs. Oh, Lolo <laughs> Lolo Hot Springs. <laughs> yeah. If you've read, a river runs through it. Lolo Hot Springs is a, a quintessential location in that book, and. Well, we were right there by the, the hot springs and I kind of skiing across some, some uh, glacier, some snow that was up there. You know, this is, you know, early spring and, uh, we were sliding down the mountain. I realized I got separated from my group. There was five or six of us missionaries out there just enjoying nature. And I, I look around and I'm like, there's nowhere. I don't <laughs> recognize anything. I don't see the trail. And I panicked and yeah. I just started running and i was separated from the group for a good hour until i found the road and luckily i recognized the road yeah because i i started walking up it and that's how i reconnected with the group but i was i was on my knees praying for some assistance from the <laughs> higher powers yeah. that the be to, to find to find myself so, so somebody yeah. would find me or I'd, I'd i'd recognize somewhere i could make a call
1: man yeah same thing happened to me um i was young i was young i was maybe like 9 years old and we had gone to flagstaff i grew up in tempe and when you wanted to get out of the heat you go up to flagstaff and that's what our family did and we went to a picnic area and same thing i kind of was walking along and i don't remember exactly what i was looking for but i was just walking around and then all of a sudden i realized i have no idea where i'm at i have no clue no 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 reference and plus i'm not even i know we're near from flagstaff and we're just in these pine trees and I'm thinking oh man I I've done it now I'm I'm lost and I have no idea how to get to I don't even know where I'm at and so I could hear the road I could hear the highway like above me and I remember thinking the all of everybody tells you to stay put and I'm thinking well I'm not going to stay put <laughs> no way am I staying put I'm just going to walk to that road and from there I Walk to the road. I found the road, but I have no, no direction to go left or right. I have no, I, I don't know what to do. And so I just remember turning right, walking. And then I came to the picnic area that we were at and thinking, Oh my gosh, I am so lucky. I, I'm so lucky that that happened because when I walked to back to my family, they had no idea that I was gone. Even they had, they had no idea that I was, had been gone for the same about an hour, an hour and a half. Yeah. No idea. They were just doing their thing. And I'm like, well, I'm not telling anybody about this. <laughs> they totally so- meant to happen. Yeah. Totally.
0: I mean, that's such a mindset, right? Like the, the concept of staying where you are, like it defies kind of everything we should, we kind of are instructed to as men, like we're supposed to self rescue. We're supposed to be macho we're supposed to be there's a lot of these kind of current narratives of of masculinity yeah or or manhood that you're supposed to be right and and staying still and not taking care of yourself is not one of those things
1: no and and it goes against like you said it goes against all of your psyche like your instinct Yeah, man no i can't sit here can't sit here yeah and so like that that's just in the simplest form right that's like the the lowest form of getting lost but it's the it, it it is a very define or definition of that lost feeling because you do feel helpless and scared
0: there's a lot of parallels to being physically lost as there is to being lost in your purpose right and mm-hmm. i think that's really a kind of where i saw this the the topic going today is as a man what is your purpose and how do you get lost or as a human being really you don't even have to be a man you mm-hmm. can be lost as a as, as a woman as, as well.
1: Sure. Um, but we're not women, so. It's hard, it's <laughs> their, hard for, their levels of loss is probably way different than ours.
0: But it's that, it's that emotional feeling of like, I know I'm supposed to be somewhere or something. Or there's these cultural or narratives. There's these stories that are t- told to us by the groups in which we associate with of this is what we're supposed to be. Or this sure. is how we're supposed to live. And if we don't fit in or we don't uh, immediately see our place in those in in those narratives we can feel lost sure. emotionally and it's a very vulnerable place to find yourself uh without a lot of uh, without a lot of direction right imagine in your story if when you're physically lost if you truly didn't know what to do you're just sitting there yeah and you, you know the the feelings of anxiety and fear would just start to set in yeah and you hope that somebody else notices but when would that happen right And so in a way you do kind of have to, to own your own rescue. You have to take ownership. The concept of loss that has impacted me the most today or frightens me the most today is this concept kind of, uh, positioned by an an American psychiatrist and professor from Georgetown university by name of Marty, Marty Bowen. Um, while I'm not going to try to like, uh, describe his work because I'm not a psychologist and I'm not uh, you know, super Yet. versed in those, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but he really describes two versions of the self, the fusion of the, the fusion self and the solid self. Uh, the idea where I first got this or where I first was introduced to this idea was through an article on medium by the angry therapist or John Kim, uh, who happens to be a pretty big mentor of mine. He's right. the, he's the leader of the, the, the coaching school I went to. Uh, but the, he calls it the idea of your pseudo self and your solid self. Right. Essentially, the solid self knows exactly what it needs and what it desires, where the pseudo self is reactive. Right. Uh, it's, it, it reacts to those things that we fuse to our identity uh, that are very superficial. They're, they're not in harmony. Uh, and John, John oh, he uses this great analogy. He actually pulls from this great book, The Fight Club, or the movie, if you haven't seen great. the book. Such an amazing film if yeah. you haven't seen it. Uh, remind me the, the author's name again. Chuck. Polinick. Chuck Paulnick. Yeah, he's a he's a great writer, and I think he
1: multiple good books too, like really good books. You got to be able, to, you got to be willing to dive down some dark holes with his books because the book of Fight Club, if you haven't, and we're we'll, we're gonna spoiler alerts, we're gonna give some information, so we we'll apologize if you're living under a rock and you haven't watched the movie or read the book. We apologize. The book, way good details that is even like. When you watch the movie again, you, you're you like, oh man, yeah. there's yeah. so many good, so many good lines out of there.
0: There's so many, so mm. many, so many truths, right? And who's so, the characters? So we start with the, 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 the first character whom you never learn his name. He's just known as the narrator.
1: And we thought that was weird. We were, when I was asking yeah. you, Hey, what was Edward Norton's yeah. name in there?
0: When we were, when we were kind of testing the, the, the concept and we wanted to tell the story, we're like, what is, so in the movie, the, the narrator's played by Edward Norton. Yeah. And, uh, there's another character that shows up in the movie, um, later, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but the narrator has this life, right? He has this life he's going through, right? He, he, he gets up, he goes to his job, he's got the apartment um he's he's obsessed with IKEA furniture right and <laughs> yeah. he's like he's like you don't you you when you go when you enter adulthood you really just don't know a lot about yourself so you buy a kitchen table and you're just like well at least i got that kitchen table <laughs> yeah yeah i've that, got that covered i got that problem solved right and then you buy a sofa and it's the only sofa you're ever going to need right? right and essentially he doesn't really appear to be all that happy right and then he meets, he's kind of boring he's very boring yeah you know, very like just going through the motions i think a lot of us have can resonate with that for sure. He meets Tyler Durden on one of his many work trips. Uh, Tyler Durden, his character in the movie, is played by Brad Pitt. Oh, so hot! Such a good, such a good actor. Yeah,
1: and in that moment, like you start attaching yourself to Brad Pitt, right? And and you almost lose track of Edward Norton, right. but he still plays like a great part in the movie. And in the book, it even goes into more detail about like what Tyler Durden brings to Edward Norton. And then you start to wonder, who's the real character? Who Who are yeah. you actually following? Who is, who is the person that's the real character, not the pseudo character, the true right. self? Is it Tyler Durden who has Edward Norton as a pseudo self? Or is it Edward Norton that has Tyler Durden as a pseudo self? And then watch the movie, and I'm telling you, you will find yourself like, oh my gosh, I don't know who the characters.
0: Oh, and it's, it's interesting because you'll see that Edward Norton's life, he starts to see, Oh, I, I like, I like the life that Tyler Durden has. He's got the girl, he's got the, he's got the job, he's got the freedom. He starts, um, you know, he really starts attaching to, to Tyler as a character because Mm -hmm. he, he, he's not happy in his life. He's been going through the motions. He's been living out the narrative that, he learned through his, his parents, right? Right. Um, he talks about that in the book. Like he learns this narrative. He was supposed to go to college and move on and go through these motions. And he, he's really acting from his fused self, right? right. He's, he's going through the motions. Right. He's attached to whatever that narrative is. And Tyler is the complete opposite of that.
1: It is. And, and, we, as, and, and we as men, we, we know how that feels. We know how you're putting yourself out there. And you mirror some people that you're like, oh man, I really like that quality of that person that I'm around. So you mirror that. And in, in that whole scenario for ourselves, we have, we've had those moments, right? We've had those moments where you are a different version of who you are now, right? Who you are now. And, and that's where I think where you come in with, with how Murray Bowen's version Applies to you. Applies to Tyler Clark.
0: Yeah. So for sure, like it resonates with me because I definitely fused my identity to to a particular religion. Sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, I fused my I fused my identity to, to relationships, whether it be my parents or my my former spouse. Um. You know, when you are, John Kim likens the. You know, he kind of brings this back into your container. Your life is a container, right? And mm-hmm. so you start to build a container from yourself for Mm. yourself. And this is, this is true for, for Edwin Noren's character, right? He starts to see these cracks in his container or the way he wants his life to be. Right. And, and, and in parallel, I saw, I started seeing the same thing, right? Right. I saw, um, I, I saw I'm seeing these cracks. And so what am I doing? I'm, I'm pushing stuff into the cracks that will hopefully fill those cracks. Right. In the case of the, the platitudes I used to answer from, from a religious perspective, right? I, I didn't have the answer. I wasn't sure, but hey, I've got this organization that has has some of the answers. So I'll push that in that crack or hey, if I just fill it with this relationship, uh, I can push that in a crack and it gets worse, right? We can, we, can, we can push just about anything into those cracks, whether it be drugs, whether it be alcohol, whether it right. be porn. porn yeah. I mean, men are doing that these days. We're We are, we are pushing things down rather than, taking a moment to breathe and Mm -hmm. understanding what those things are telling us. Right. And that
1: in essence is your pseudo self, right? That's not your true self. That is your pseudo self that you're putting all of those, all of those eggs, all of those, all of that baggage into your pseudo self, because are you developed enough to take a moment and go, this is not the character. This is not a true character. No, there's not not a true person.
0: Right. We, 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 we start buying into the cognitive dissidence because we believe those narratives, right? We, we believe those narratives. And so we justify it. It's like, it's like the person that gets caught into a, in in a lie, right? Right. They say the person that tells the truth never really has anything to fear, but the person that tells a lie, he then spends the rest of his life trying to justify that lie. Right. And we do that to ourselves. How often are, how many men out there are doing that to themselves? They They're they're justifying that thing. And when justification stops working, you fill it with something else.
1: It's true. Yeah, you do. And fear. Fear starts to set in, right? Fear does start to become a very big fear of am I gonna be found out?
0: Absolutely. Am I
1: gonna am I is somebody gonna realize that who I'm portraying is not who I actually am? Because as men, we have a lot of fears. We have a lot of fears. We're told be tough don't men don't 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 succumb to those fears right but we do have fears we have fears that we that we need to address and that we need to we need to look into and see why are we afraid of that why are we scared why are we scared to to do that or to make that commitment and then you realize that all these fears drive you to develop yourself to be maybe this person that now you have to reinvent you have to reinvent and you have these false roles that you're portraying right and when we look in and we're, we address those false roles and and as we get older and as we become more in tuned with reconnection and reinventing then we can like go okay i need to fix this right away right But something there's always something that holds you back,
0: right? The facade, the facade isn't meant to last, right? Right, like there's a reason that that when you you paint something that that paint never really lasts. You end up having to repaint it, right? right. So um, trauma plays a big aspect in 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 these roles, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Certainly did for me, and and we nobody. nobody kind of escapes their youth or their childhood without going through some form of, of trauma, whether it's big, big True. T trauma or little T trauma. Uh, we'll do episodes about what trauma is in the future, but like, um, we all have these roles. We, these certain core needs, we need to feel wanted. We need to feel loved. We need to feel accepted and what role or how, what masks are we putting on to, to get validation? In, in my case, I played all of those roles. Right My body started to show signs. I started to break down mm. um,
1: true sickness, like actual sickness true
0: sickness and you like, would
1: have actual sicknesses, you would have like physical right, yeah, not just emotional
0: sickness no absolutely it it, it got to a point uh, just before my separation and divorce, where I was getting migraines to a point where I was throwing up. I could time <laughs> my vomit what every fifteen heck? minutes, Wow, and I went to the doctor, and the doctor was like what I, there's nothing to explain. And I, and there's no how scary was
1: how scared were you?
0: I, I honestly, I just, I hated throwing up. Like mm. nobody like nobody it. does. <laughs> Nobody's like throwing up, but it was, it was some of the worst pain that I've ever been in. Just sitting in the dark. Uh, nothing, nothing, nothing would keep the throbbing in my head from, uh, from, from stopping. And, and that is, that was really a pinnacle point in my life where I realized my, my, my spouse At the time, you know, kind of gave me not and I won't necessarily say an ultimatum. She just said, we need to separate. We need to take a break. Yeah. And at that point, I started to take a big, long look at myself Mm. and what had I been doing? What where where was my life? Like, you know, it had been mapped to uh, it had been mapped a certain way. Right in a lot of the ways I had already had these feelings, like it was mapped for me and I didn't really make the decisions. Sure. I played out a checklist that was provided to me rather than authentically creating something for myself.
1: Right. And, and, and truly your, your body, your spirit can only take so much, right? Yeah. There is such thing as checks and balances. There, there is, there, there is your, you can only put on the facade for so long before your body starts to go. no, I can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And tr- what it is, is your, your body and your soul and your spirit start to want to ev- ev- evaporate or sorry. Um, they want to get everything out. That's the vomit. They need to get it all out. They, okay. I can't, I can't keep this in anymore. Yeah. And, and so whether it's physical vomit that nobody likes or whether it's like emotional vomit, crying, screaming, doing something that just gets it all out. Get, I, I can't take this anymore. Right.
0: Snapping at your kids, fall, <sighs> beating down your partner. Oh my gosh. Uh, all and, of those things. Right. And and the worst thing is, is the longer you, you, the longer you repress it, right. The more likely you are to, to, to succumb to real addiction mm. to like real yeah, addiction. True. Right. Because that addiction is your body. You're hiding it. You're, mm. you're hiding behind the addiction. You're using something to numb those feelings. Your nervous system is trying to tell you something.
1: It's true. Yeah, we, we, uh, we, because of our trauma and because of our youths, we have these ideas of who we're supposed to be, who, we, who the world sees us as. And then you're like, well, why did I learn those behaviors? What, what brought those behaviors? Both of us grew up single mothers, yeah. which in itself have so many crazy dynamics that you've helped me with, like uh, understanding that it can affect every relationship of your life when you're young as a young man, like I was when my father left. And now you're trying to fill these roles with your single mom that you feel like you're supposed to. You feel like you're supposed to. And you feel like that no matter what, I got to be tough. No matter what, I've got
0: to be right. a provider. Man up. Man up. How many times do you hear that? Man yeah, up. So true. Dude, and I, I regret every time I've ever shouted that to my son. Yeah. Man up. Because while there is a certain aspect of owning your own story and, and finding your own way, uh, sometimes it's not the healthiest thing to do to man up. Sometimes true. it's healthier to ask for help.
1: Yeah. And... And how do you go about that? And luckily for you and I, we've, for the most part, we've corrected some of those things that happened to us when we were a youth. And, and we are both present fathers in our children's lives. We still make mistakes. Like we both say to to our, we, we have to tell our kids, Hey, this may be the first time that I'm doing this with you. So we're going to learn together and it may not be fun, but we're going to do it together. We're going to, Maybe the first time that I'm being a dad in this situation and it may be the first time that I'm having to address this whatever chapter of your life, but I'm going to be here for you and I'm going to f- help you through those. And when we, when we understand the mistakes that we have made, we're able to hopefully correct them, right? And, and that's, all, that's all we're trying to do. We're not trying to tell you, we're not trying to be like, we know the answer because we don't. We don't know the answers.
0: Right, like I'm, 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 I'm humble enough to to know that I'm kind of a pain in the ass, <laughs> uh, but I'm also cocky enough to know that you know anything you choose besides me is going to be a downgrade. <laughs> yeah, so. it's a nice <laughs> yeah, it's a nice ass. Yeah, it's <laughs> a nice asset for sure. <laughs> yeah, and so w- we all have
1: these stories that impact us as young men, or or that that have that you know you're like, man, I remember that time in my life. You can look back and you could be like, I remember that time in my life that I was lost. Did I have a good support system around me? My family was great. Mm-hmm. I, I did have good men around me. Um, did I, was I able to reinvent myself, recreate myself, re- make reconnections with the people that I really love? Because when you make the change for Lost, you may go, some of these characters, you don't want to be around. And some of these yeah. people, I don't want to be around. I don't want to be around you anymore because I don't, it's not helping my journey and you may have to like stop some of those, those character, those characters in your life, those yeah. Tyler Durdens that you're like, man, I really want to be like that guy and I want to, yeah. I want to hang out with him.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think self-reflection, I I I think of one of my favorite podcasters and definitely, you know, a positive male role model is, is Jocko Willink, right? He mm. always says discipline equals freedom. And I, and I agree Um, but without self-awareness, what are you being disciplined to? Right. Right. So it takes the self-awareness before, before you can discipline yourself to, to a routine.
1: Right. And, and truly males in our society are including ourselves, including ourselves. We'll be the first ones to say that we are lost in moments. We, Mm -hmm. we, there are times, days, hours where we're lost and it's because there's some distortion in how you're supposed to be as a man in our current society and our it's concerns. So heartbreaking. It right?
0: is. But right. have you ever watch any any Disney show watch how men are portrayed as fathers in any Disney show? Sure. We grow up with the example of Homer Simpson, right. right? Homer Simpson is the 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 father that raised most of the 90s men that are out there today. Or the Family Guy, right? Right. And this is where we're supposed to pull inspiration because men, um, you know, the fractured home is is becoming more and more common. It's true. Uh, yeah. The concept of of seeing your father go out to plow the fields and or go out and work a job is is gone. The rights the rights of passage from boyhood to manhood have have dried up. They are. Yeah. And and so we're left with this narrative that who he whoever makes the most money, that's a marker of a man. Right. He who has the highest, you know, body count when it comes to sexual relations with True. other women, yeah, are are is is the man. Yep. We we normalize locker room talk. Right. You know, grab him by the
1: Yeah. We yeah, know. we do. We do. We definitely do. We definitely normalize like be the be be, be an alpha male. Yeah. Be an alpha male. And you're like, okay, I'll just pretend alpha male. And most of the time you're making these, you're pretending what you see an alpha male because an alpha male doesn't have to tell you he's an alpha male. He doesn't have to say, he doesn't really have to do anything. You know, you know, for a fact that that person's an alpha male and we have these, these, these narratives and these, these, these movies you're seeing, these characters that you're seeing, And that's not who you really want to portray because those characters are the Tyler Durdens. Mm -hmm. You're the narrator. We're the narrators of our life. What you see is what you're, you're the, you're looking and you have to pretend and now you're going to get sick. And that's when eventually as a man, you have to go, all right, I need to make better decisions and I need to make better choices for my true self.
0: Yeah, man, because it, it it is, it's scary to think about, right? Like th- our decisions, they reflect on our behavior. For sure. Our behavior is almost always learned, right? So the next generation. Right. Your son. Yeah. My son. Yep. They are learning by our example.
1: They are, right? for sure.
0: And so if we don't provide them the example, where are they going to learn that stuff? And we've, we've shared some examples of of how men are portrayed and that's where they're going.
1: They are. Or, in some of the like scary scenarios, you, they watch something on. Uh, they watch something that they're learning about their sexuality. Yeah, we don't. If if I'm not talking to my boys about sexuality, if I'm not being honest with them about sexuality, they're going to see it somewhere. Right, and they're going to see it in a place that I may not like. And if they start to dive down that path of porn, of of how a man is supposed to be in those storylines, now they treat women like that, and you're like, whoa, 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 man! Yeah, we don't right. want that badge. Right. <laughs> we don't want that. We don't want that Boy Scout badge of that one.
0: What's well, it's it's interesting, right? I remember. I had a bunch of friends that were into WWF. Right. Right. Wrestling. And <laughs> I, I rem- was that guy. I remember when it came out that it was fake. Yeah. And the, the narrative was like, it's entertainment. It's entertainment. It's entertainment. But then like you 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 know, it's fine, it's fake. It's we we know it's fake. And they they coined the term entertainment, but but you look at that like that same concept is applied to these other things. Well, porn it's entertainment movies they're entertainment but it's not real life it's not real life it's It's not just just entertainment take take what you want from it and leave. no but actually we are learning and we are we are slowly like a frog in a pot saying that this is how things should be Mm -hmm. we're saying this is this is a story this is okay just because it happened in entertainment it's kind of a brainwashing
1: it is brainwashing yeah for sure and if if that's your character that you're playing if that's who you are as a lost person, then how, how do we find, how do we get those checks and balances? Because at the end of the day, like I can be a father to my sons. I can be a role model to my friends. And just by osmosis, if my boys bring other young boys around, I can be a role model for them, but they have a bunch of other characters that they're following as well. Right. Right and you want them to make good choices you want them to be around good people you want them to be this is what i do when i'm lost this is what i do i breathe i make sure that my central nervous system my equilibriums are as level as they possibly can be because you don't want peaks and you don't want you don't want high high peaks and you don't want high low low valleys you want them to be peaks and valleys that you can monitor right mm-hmm. and Dopamine gives you both. It gives you both. It gives you... Yeah. And, and, and dopamine is not just, like, not just porn. It's not just alcohol. It's not just drugs. It could be anything. It could be a girl. Right. can give you a dopamine that you're like, man... That's amazing.
0: Well, and that's why, that's why I think we're seeing the pop-up of OnlyFans. It's, it's becoming so popular. And what's crazy is that you don't even realize you're getting addicted to the dopamine hit. It's true. And so it gets, the, 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 your need gets crazier and crazier and crazier. And I think that's what makes our podcast and other podcasts like this so important. Like, we are hoping to set a standard for boys and men to find their best, the best versions of themselves. Yeah. To challenge them to find out who they really are. Right. To 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 not man up, but to man in. True, right? Um, and then maybe we'll create some merit badges. Man, I, I like the idea of I didn't look at porn merit badges. <laughs> yeah, that <right>? one That's <laughs> so good. Yeah, I yeah. don't know what would be on it, but we'll, we'll figure it out.
1: We'll figure that out. And
0: I'm pretty sure your moms at home can can stitch it on your <laughs> on your
1: on your little. On what your, is that your, called?
0: Your uniform. Well, they have the sash. The sash. Yeah,
1: and that's where you put your badges. That's Where you
0: like a, a true Boy Scout would pin. It. Like they'd stitch all those badges. Were you a Boy Scout? I was a, I was a, not a a very good boy scout, but it was such a, it was such a part of my community that like, (laughs) um, I was a boy scout. My grandfather was the ultimate boy scout. Was he? He was this, he was a scout among scouts. I think the highest badge you can earn in boy scouts and somebody can correct me, but I think it's called the golden beaver. (laughs) (laughs) Is it really? I think it is. And he was a, he was like one of those, he was one of those golden beaver award winners. Wow. Uh, and and I mean, I think for, for the most part, they're a great organization, and True. we don't mean to bag on them. We're using their name uh, with as much respect as possible. But the organization as a whole, it only gets you to a certain level. True. And there's a level after that that you need to you need to, to continue to learn. You yeah. should never stop learning.
1: True. Yeah, those rights of patches, passages like you talk about.
0: Yeah. Are
1: there? They're there. There. Sorry, I said there. 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 But they're there for you to check off a a passage or a moment of your life, a chapter in your life. Those badges are actually great. They really are because you have your own personal badges like you talked about. Like we're going to create badges for the men that we work with so they can find out like I've checked off this thing that I can fall back on. I'm still going to get lost. I'm still going to have moments where I feel lost or I'm playing a different character, but I'm going to have this reminder that comes back and says, Hey, I can, I can correct myself. I can come back to the path that, that suits me the best. I'm going to veer off every once in a while, but I need to come back to my path. And we, in our community, our common unity, like I love when you say that is jujitsu, right? We have, we have belts, we have stripes, Uh is it mean that we're not going to be a white belt for the day that we die? No, we're always going to be a white belt. And that's how you stay in jujitsu. You never think that you're better than a white belt. Right. 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 And that is our, that is our rites of passage. That's how we come back to the beginning.
0: Boy, but I'll tell you what though, those black belts, those, those brown belts, those purple (laughs) belts, they, they, uh, they definitely walk around the gym. They carry a weight around the gym, but what's interesting about it, right? Like you look at, A professor, super intimidating. Yeah, super intimidating.
1: He's got crazy eyes every (laughs) once in a while,
0: right? But he is he will he will always take time out of his day if you approach him with a question, and
1: it doesn't even have to be about jujitsu.
0: Doesn't it could be about anything, and that's what we need. We need good groups of men. We do. We need role models,
1: and we need our our places where we feel safe to to release and to let go of some of those. Sometimes there's nothing you can do. You've got to play a character.
0: You have to. Exactly. And you've got to, you've got to lower down the walls. You've got to bring down the walls. You've got to bring, uh, you know, take off the armor, and you've got to rest sometimes. Yeah. And you've got to find, find your center.
1: Yeah, and, and we'll get to reinvention, recreation, um, what we do. This is mostly just to open up the, the, the idea. Because what happens is, is you open up the gate, of being lost. And then I'm sure in our comments and from our listeners, we're going to have questions and we're going to have more discussions of how you're being, how you're lost in different, different levels of your life, whether you're a young man, a young boy, a, a, a man, a father, a husband, a son. And those, those are going to open up more times that we can talk about, when we're lost and how we're lost. And this is just to remind our listeners or our fans or our friends that we're not, we're not experts by any means, but we are a place of space that will hold space. And we'll do that anytime that anybody wants us to. And we'll give our version of what we do, not what you should do because that's, you can't tell another man what to do. You have to give him options and then let him make his own choices i
0: mean you can tell him what to do but you got to be prepared to a fight
1: oh my gosh you're gonna have
0: to prepare you're to be prepared to fight it's gonna be a fight <laughs> yeah
1: oh, open mat on sunday open mat on sundays
0: <laughs> yeah without a conscious uh without a, a conscious life's purpose man really is lost and True. if we're living the narratives that that we aren't creating for ourselves we're adding to that loss we're drifting we're adapting to events rather than than creating events uh, and without knowing your purpose, you'll, you'll be weak. In, you'll be weak. You'll always be weak if you don't know your purpose. And, and what better purpose than to work on yourself? If true. you can't invest in yourself, what can you invest in? It's true. Danny, this has been an incredible podcast today. I'd love that. Uh, we're wrapping it up. Uh, let's wrap up the episode for today. Uh, but if you guys want more content, where can we find you on social?
1: So I'm on Facebook and Instagram, compassionate underscore gentleman and yourself.
0: I am uh, on Facebook, LinkedIn, as the Lost Boy Scouts. You can also check out our website, lostboyscouts.com, and hit us up if you guys want some merchandise. I'm I'm thinking we need to get those badges going.
1: Get ready. And if ever we say something that you're not comfortable with or you question us a little bit more, uh, Tyler and I both train at a not – it's not sponsored, but it is sponsored – Park City Jiu-Jitsu – it's in uh, Park City, and we have an open mat on Sunday at eleven.
0: Yeah, come join us for open mat. If you got if you got something to say, you got a point, you got to make. Come join us at open mat. And if you
1: it. want to start your journey, we're yeah. there for you. Yeah, come in and ask some questions. Yeah.
0: Um, okay, quickly before we wrap up, what do we want the next episode to be about?
1: We're gonna think about maybe um, a small idea of reinvention. So we've talked about lost, talked about being lost, and reinvention and how can you reinvent yourself when you are lost we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more about that
0: okay reinvention reinvention join us join us on our next episode reinvention